Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, guys. I'm really sorry that this podcast is a tiny bit later than usual. It's usually up at like midnight of the morning of, but I only just recorded. I had a super busy day yesterday um, at Academy all day, and then I went and preached somewhere last night, and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't recorded the podcast. Sometimes keeping up with two episodes a week, it can be a lot, but I I do love it. So I'm here. I'm here. Um, So welcome to episode 111. 111 of parenthood. And today I want to give you two safety tips when juggling a toddler and a newborn. Um, And even if you've got slightly older children, this is still, these are still two really good tips. Um, So listen on, share it, send it along to your friends. Now, being such an organized person by nature, I thought that having a second baby, it would be no sweat at all. I'd be totally fine. Now, Georgia was two years and three months when Liam was about to be born. And I remember one day my pastor ringing me and saying, and I don't know, all of those that listen from from the Shakers girls, this was Sam that rang me. And she probably does not remember this, but she said to me, hey, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I just wanted to warn you that having a second one is pretty full on. Like going from one to two is a big step. And I was like, oh, okay, well, thanks. You know, I think I'll be okay. And I remember being surprised that she rang me and I thought, "Uh oh, if she said that to me, I'm probably, she's probably right. What am I, what am I in for? And then Liam was born and I had a cesarean again and the reality set in really quickly. And it was all the tiny things that I hadn't prepared myself for that I didn't expect that were pretty tricky about juggling too. Like I remember being in the hospital, um, just straight after having Liam and Cameron had brought Georgia in and he'd gone down to, I think the cafeteria and left Georgia with me for a few minutes. And I remember she needed to go to the toilet and, you know, until then we'd always help lift her on and off because she was so tiny, so little, but then suddenly I couldn't lift her because I had just had a cesarean. So she managed to climb like onto the toilet. Okay. But then for some reason, she couldn't get off. And I can't remember why. So she stood up on the toilet seat for some weird reason so that I could help her down. I I don't I think that's maybe what she was trying to do. So I grabbed her hands thinking, oh, she's just going to step down and I'll just guide her because, you know, I can't lift her up. So I carefully started to bend down to help her slide off. But meanwhile, what she was planning on doing was jumping off. So while I'm leaning down, at the same time she starts jumping, her he- her head hit my nose so hard, I was in agony and my nose started to bleed. So I'm like, great, I've just had a cesarean, I've got a newborn, now my nose is bleeding. Do you know to this day, I've got like this I'm feeling it right now. I've got like this lump. It feels like a bone on the side of my nose because the scarring from that kind of calcified. So it's like my forever, my forever reminder. I'll never forget that moment and the pain. 
But I knew from then, okay, it's not going to be as easy as I think it is juggling both, especially after a cesarean. And then there's the whole tackling, getting in and out of the house with two, in and out of the car with two. Everything just takes triple the amount of time. Uh, Shopping with two. So these two safety tips helped me immensely, not just to keep my toddler safe, but again, it helped to build self-discipline and character into their hearts. And on top of that, it also tested and reinforced this whole first-time obedience principle that you hear me talk a lot about. So this won't work if you have no control over your child. If your child can't do this, because they've learned to get away with not obeying you, then you need to go back to the first few episodes on first-time obedience, and you need to start working on first-time obedience at home before you can start working on um, or, or introducing concepts like the two that I'm going to introduce to you today. So, Firstly, let's look at getting in and out the car. So the first safety tip is when you take your toddler out the car, have them stand next to the car and put their hand onto it. Because now you've got two kids to deal with. You've got to juggle a baby in a capsule, getting them in and out of pram and a toddler. So whether I was getting in the car or out the car, Georgia always had to stand next to the car and put her hand on it and wait. So of course, I always kept my eye on her, but we all know what it's like when we're juggling two, you can't always have your eye on both. So this way, with Georgia standing next to the car with her hand there, It just was like a boundary for her. It kept her in the same space, in the same place. I knew that she was safe. She wasn't running around near parked cars. And honestly, it was so cute to watch her. She was just such an obedient kid. She knew that as soon as we got to the car or as soon as she got out the car, I mean, I would remind her, but she was so good at remembering. She would just stand there and put her hand on the car and wait And she was so patient. It's really good for their patience as well. So it's a safety issue. And this is where uh, first-time obedience really becomes not just an option, but an absolute necessity. So first-time obedience is paramount for their safety, let alone for their character and all of the other things that I've talked about in previous podcasts. So a simple tip like getting your toddler to put their hand on the car until you can help them in or out is just, it's really wise parenting. So it just means, you know, you're completely in control. You know that your child is safe and it really does teach them good self-discipline. Now, the other thing, so that's the first one. The second thing that I used to do with all three of mine, um, this had to do with walking around the shops with a pram or not just the shops, whenever you go out anywhere, you know, it could be to church, I don't know, to the beach, like wherever it is that you're going. Um, Now you've got to remember, these are really big adjustments for your toddler. Like there's so many big adjustments when the baby comes, you know, the toddler, your little, you know, your older child has to make so many, so many, um, you know, uh, I would say the word sacrifices, but in a way you've got to think of all the things that they're kind of giving up, like their pram or their car seat or their cot. And there's so, you know, your, your full, fully undivided attention, so many ways that they have to adjust. 
And one of them can be giving over their pram. Like for us, when we would have the next child, because we've got three, as you know, the pram went to the, you know, went to the baby. So while they used to be the one in the pram, now their new baby brother or sister is in the pram. Now, some people get, you know, double prams or those special seats for their toddler, depending on how old they are when the new baby comes. So Georgia was two years and three months when Liam was born. And we did have this like little extra kind of seat at the front of the pram that sometimes she would sit on. It was just the way the pram was designed. But to be honest, sometimes she would fall off and then I would accidentally run it over with the pram. So, um, yeah, no, not ideal. And back then they didn't have all these special attachments for toddlers. So kind of, we just had to deal, but it taught us good things. Um, so we encouraged her to be a big girl and start walking more. So our rule was whenever she walked with me, she always had to have her hand on the pram. And she was not allowed to take it off. So she would kind of walk by my side on the side of the pram with her hand on the handle. So again, this is such a good, um, you know, I'm calling it a safety tip, but it's just far more than that. Yes. I mean, it kept her safe. I knew where she always was. But at the same time, she was developing self-control. She was getting to exercise that, you know, obedience and our shopping trips or wherever it was that we were going were always calm and pleasant. We didn't have a toddler racing around all over the place while I tried to keep up with her with a pram in tow. You know, you see that sometimes you see mums with a pram, the toddler runs off and then they're running after the toddler with their pram. But you as the parent, you get to set the pace. You are in control and they follow you, not the other way around. Your trips out shouldn't be dictated by an unruly toddler running wherever they want and touching whatever they want. That's the other good thing. If they're holding onto the pram, it stops them from touching, you know, everything else in sight. So we would, um, we started teaching this concept to Georgia before Liam came along. So this is a really easy one to teach beforehand because it's just one less thing than when the new baby comes. So what we would do when we went somewhere, we would take her out the pram and we'd get her to walk for a bit. Um, you know, again, alongside holding on to the handle and we made it fun and we told her she was a big girl and they really do love these extra little freedoms. So we kind of treated it like it was this extra privilege that she got to be able to come out of her pram and to walk like a big girl. Now, Liam, of course, as you know, if you've been listening to these podcasts, he was a different story because when Ashton came along and he was two and a half, he was right in the midst of those really difficult times that I've talked to you about before, where he would throw the tantrums and do all sorts of stuff. And it was much harder to train him. The car one was quite easy. He was always really good at just standing by the car and putting his hand on the car. But for some reason, the pram one, he wanted to, you know, if he got out the pram, which he always did want to get out the pram, he wanted to run around. He wanted to do what he wanted. He was a bit of a law unto himself. So I started practicing this quite early. 
So even, you know, early on in my pregnancy. So sometimes when I would take Georgia and Liam out, I would actually have an empty pram because I would get Georgia to walk on one side holding the handle and I would get Liam to walk on the other side holding the handle. It did help that he saw his big sister doing it, but he also had much less self-control where if he saw something, he would just want to run off straight away. So again, this became about first-time obedience and consistency. Now, he loved being free, so if he didn't do what I asked and walk by the side of the pram holding the handle, then his consequence was that I would strap him back into the pram. And I found that that was enough of a consequence for him because he really didn't like being strapped in and he loved being, you know, the big boy and getting to be out of his pram and walk around. So walking outside the pram became a privilege that he earned. So that worked really well. So by the time I had a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a newborn, going out really wasn't a drama. You know, we weren't a whirlwind of a family. We were calm. We were orderly. It was a pleasure for Cameron and I to take them out. And by the way, it was a pleasure for everyone else when our family walked past. You know, have you ever walked past people where you know, the kid is like just literally running around everywhere and then they run right into your pathway and then you have to move for them. And then usually the parent looks at you and says, sorry, and you're smiling, you're like, that's okay. But in your head, you're like, can you control your kid, please? (laughs) You know, so we just didn't have that issue with our kids. It's not, um, again, it, it helps us to teach our kids that they're not the center of the universe. They can't go through the shops running here, there and everywhere where they want, getting into people's way. That is that is actually selfish. So it's a good character building thing. It's not just safety, it's character building. And also, you know, people wonder why we had no issues with our kids as teenagers. And I put it down to a lot of the little things that we did when they were younger. I mean, first time obedience being a huge one that really set a great foundation. But it's all these little things that we did. You know, we had control when they were newborn and two and four. So there you go. That was just a real quick one today. Not even almost 15 minutes, but two little safety tips. Hand on the car whenever they get out or they're about to get in until you can get to them. And when you're walking with the pram, um, walking by the pram, hand on the handle. Two very easy things that are not just safety related, but like I said, character building as well. So I hope that's helped you. Um, And even if your kids are slightly older, you know, you might have a six-year-old, four-year-old, two-year-old, you know, if if you've got one in the pram at all, um, you can still teach this skill to them. So anyway, have a wonderful uh, day and a wonderful weekend. Thank you for being patient and allowing me to be a little bit later today, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.